Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So I hope you've had a wonderful week. I hope you enjoyed the first section of our, um, or the first month on the topic of clearing. And if you have any questions or comments about that, please feel free to uh, put them in the comment section and I'll be happy to address them. Also, as this is being premiered on the first broadcast of the video, I am in the chat room. So if you have any questions or comments that you want to do about this episode or about anything that we've covered, please feel free to uh, join the chat room and I can answer them at that moment live. So we have moved through clearing and you know, clearing and containers are sort of the foundation piece. What we're going to start on next is a topic that is one of my absolute favorites, which is earth magic. And for, let's just go ahead and say now, this isn't about, you know, commanding rain to happen or not happen. It isn't about, you know, calling up winds. It isn't about, you know, controlling anything. For me, earth magic is tremendously sacred, tremendously intimate in the way that we connect with it. This isn't about controlling anything or influencing anything. This is about creating an agreement. It's about communicating with. It's about tapping into an energy that is deeper and more profound than probably almost any other that you could feel. It's about connecting with the earth itself and the energies of it. And aspects of that are water, fire, stones, crystals, and plants. Now, uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, it's a statue that was given to me. And this, it's called Millennial Gaia. And it's funny because, you know, many, many, many years ago, I saw this statue and it was at some sort of an event and I thought, wow, that's really cool, but I could never find it. So, you know, some, a few years ago, one of my patients came in, said there was something I bought. I knew it wasn't for me, but I think it resonates really well with you. So I wanted to gift it to you. And it was that exact same statue. And like I said, it's called Millennial Gaia if you want to get one. And it's just, I mean, the, the detail of it is just amazing. And it's, you know, in the hair, it's, it's got, um, you know, like different forms of life and different stages of life. So the reason that I have that is that it, I like to keep it with me because, you know, in my office, because it reminds me of our deep connection and spirit of the earth. You know, we're not, everything has spirit. And, you know, as, as some of you know, and some of you don't, I'm a Druid. And that means a profound respect and connection with the balancing within nature, the balancing within us, that all things are connected and that there is spirit in all things. And when we think about the natural world, you know, often, 
you know, sometimes it's because things are happening that are very impactful, you know, torrential rain, tsunamis, um, earthquakes, you know, and also there's beautiful days and there's rainbows. And so the idea of being able to connect with earth energy and be able to connect with earth magic is the idea that a rainbow is no more good than a flood is bad. These are actions in nature. And yes, they impact us. And, and for those who are affected by it, I am so sorry. I'm sorry for what you've been through because, you know, it can be difficult. You know, the nature, you know, nature and the earth, you know, they do what they do. And, you know, whether that serves what we currently need or not, the trick is not to try to change nature so much as to accept the balance of it within ourselves. So, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that sometimes, you know, nature can be really hard to deal with. But most of the time it's just there and it surrounds us and it's within us. So we're this whole month we're going to be talking about earth energies and and you know, it was, I considered waiting until April to cover this because, you know, April being, you know, the month with Earth Day. But I wanted to set the foundation because there's something else we're going to work on in April and, and you'll find out, you'll find out later. But I wanted to be able to at least set the foundation for working with, you know, taking those first steps to being able to work with and connect with nature. I've been blessed to be able to have gone to, you know, many different countries and, and on different continents and to experience nature. Uh, you know, I've, I've walked in an Amazonian rainforest. I've been on a, in a canoe on the Amazon. Um, I've been, you know, walked the lands of England where, you know, some of the ancient Druids walked, you know, feeling what their natural world and being in Africa you know, Central America, Mexico. So I have been very, very, very blessed to be able to experience different aspects of nature. And, you know, when we look at it, you know, there's, you know, the mountains, the forests, the deserts, you know, the oceans, the air around us. And every aspect has its own magic. And when we break that down into the parts of nature, you know, we have plants. You know, plants and plant life was here long before humans were here. And I keep many plants in my office here as, you know, for, as a chiropractor, when I do healing work and when I'm doing things, because they have an aspect of healing when, when you can really connect to it. So the first thing we're going to do is to start off learning how to connect with nature, it's easiest to learn to connect with the quietest and, and the most settled element of it, which is stone. Now, this particular stone I got in England, and uh, I was there with a group, and we were meeting, uh, we were on a tour with a wonderful, wonderful man named Jamie George. And if you are ever looking to take a tour of, of England, Scotland, Ireland, and to really be able to get into that earth aspect and in the traditions of, you know, the, the ancient Celts and the old beliefs and, you know, if you're into labyrinths and all that kind of cool stuff, 
I will leave a link to his site in my description because he is absolutely awesome and, and I hope to do another um, tour with him, you know, sometime in the future. But uh, there was a group of us who went and there was a place called Merlin's Cave that is, most of the time it's inaccessible. When the tide's in, it's inaccessible. So when the tide's out, you know, you can go in and, you know, there's little tide pools in there and it's a fairly large cave. You know, supposedly that's where Merlin came out of the water. And so he asked, he took me aside and he told me to go down to a different cave. And there was this one a little bit separate that was also inaccessible during the higher tide. And I went in and I just sat and it was being surrounded by earth. And there's something very, very intense about being surrounded by earth and sitting you know in the dark coolness of it and so this stone kind of for lack of a better term talked to me and i i felt a connection to it you know there were other stones that were laying around but this one in particular and so i i asked it if it could come with me now when out in nature and, and this is just something, what I'm sharing are things that were based on what I experienced and what I have been taught and what has, you know, kind of come to me in my, you know, in the things that I've done and how I do what I do. You may have your own way. You may have, you know, and other people may have their own ways. And, you know, in all of the stuff that I'm going to be sharing with you this year, this is all based on what I've experienced. Please, please, please don't think it's the only way. It is a way, not the way. Okay? So when you are out in nature and you're creating that relationship, you want to open yourself up to earth magic. The first thing we need to have is respect respect for the natural world, the world around us. And a part of that respect, well, one part of it is, you know, you don't leave trash on the ground and, you know, you leave a place better than when you came on it. You know, if there's other trash, you know, and, and, and it's safe, you know, don't go poking around things. But, you know, if you can tidy up and you know, keep things nice, you know, that shows respect for the natural world. And I, in my heart, believe that the natural world notices that. There is nothing so heartbreaking to me as seeing places after an Earth Day celebration that are covered in a sea of trash. And I find that just horrible. That people who are there to celebrate Earth Day leave it as, as if it's a, a trash pile. Tens of thousands of dollars and hours and hours and hours and lots of people it takes to clean up the Earth after an event that supposedly is totally focused on respecting the earth. So please, if, if, if you are out there in, in the world, in nature, you know, be aware, you know, be kind, clean up, take care of things. So anyway, that's, that's one of my little rants. It's like, if you're going to be out there, be respectful. So if, if you see something, maybe it's a feather, maybe it's, maybe it's a stone, maybe it's a crystal. And I've, I've got a story that I'll be sharing about finding a crystal. Always ask, come from it respectfully, whether you really think something's listening or not, which it is, you know, even just put out, I would be very grateful if I could 
be able to take this with me. And then kind of sit for a second. And if you get an immediate kind of vibe like, no, then let it be. You may want it, but it might not be there for you. So, you know, it's, it's a sign of maturity to be able to override the instinct to take something you want in order to be able to receive it in a good way. Um, in some traditions, uh, you leave something, you, you know, you leave like a little bit of hair or, you know, you leave tobacco, you know, maybe you sprinkle some tobacco or some cedar or, or, you know, something, there's something that you offer it back. So, you know, but just in my mind, at the very least, ask permission because that is a part of that connection process. The energy wants to connect with you and it needs to see that you can perceive it in a way that is respectful, that allows you, the more respectful you are with nature, the more earth magic will connect with you. So, um, as I said, uh, stones hold a particular energy. And one of the most valuable things that a stone can teach you is stillness, quiet, especially river stones or, you know, stones that have been in water because their whole thing is about letting everything flow past and they hold that energy. Different stones will hold different energies. You know, this is a stone that, you know, it, it's stillness, it's release, you know, it's very quiet. It has, it has kind of a quiet, gentle energy. This is different. This has been, well, I'll just tell you, this is a meteorite. And it has sailed through space. It has missed things. It has bypassed things. A lot of things could have hit it and deflected it. And yet it found its way to Earth. It found its way to Africa, you know, to a place where people noticed it. And as it crashed in and shattered, it struck a tree and it shattered the tree and it got went down into the a hole into the root system. And so a local medicine man said, you know, they went to go get it. And they said, wait, you know, that person said to wait. And after a while, when they came back a few days later, it had unburied itself and it was just sitting at the bottom of the hole. And they hold a, held a ceremony and, you know, medicine men came from everywhere and they held a ceremony asking spirit who was meant to work with this meteorite, who it wanted to work with. And I have a wonderful nephew named Akeem who married my niece and they met when she was visiting Ghana and uh, he knew someone who was at the ceremony and that person contacted him and he told me that, you know, he told me about the story of how it landed and, and all of that. And when he got to the part where they held the ceremony to ask spirit who it was meant to work for, apparently spirit said it was meant to work with me and yes, weirdness. But as soon as I touched it, I knew that I was connected to this meteorite. I utilize it in healing. I utilize it in my meditations. And if you want an interesting meditation, meditate with a meteorite. But the energy of this and the energy of this are totally different. So you will learn 
how to tell different stones and different energies that they hold. Now, when first learning to meditate, if you already meditate, if you, if you already have an established meditation practice, then all you have to do is incorporate the stone into it. And, and I'll explain that. If you don't meditate, if you don't know how to meditate, you're still fine. There's still no problem. And all you need to do is just be quiet. You know, find a stone. I used to uh, teach a class. And during the class, I would bring out this bowl of stones and I would lay them all out. And I'd tell people, go up and find your stone. Don't go by what it looks like. Go by the feeling. And so, you know, people would come up. And out of the dozens of people who were in that class, never once did two people feel called to the same stone. They always felt different. And somebody might say, well, I wanted that one, but I knew that that one was for me. And, and if you get quiet enough, you can feel that. You can feel a little bit of a connection. Maybe it's like a little humming or or maybe it's just sort of um, a meditative kind of feeling. But once you've got your stone, and maybe some of you even already have a stone that for some reason you just liked or you picked it up or you put it in your pocket, just sit with it and hold it. First, notice the weight of it. Notice how it feels in your hand. Notice the texture of it. So notice all the physical aspects of it and take your time. Just have a quiet time to just sit and notice that. And then take a nice deep breath in and do that breathing that we talked about, the breathing in for four, hold for four, and then exhale for eight. And do that a couple of times while you're holding that stone. And then just notice where your skin and the stone meet and just picture that just sort of becoming very soft. And what you may find, you know, it may take a few times for you to try this. And, and it's very difficult. When a thought comes in, just let it flow past. You know, notice it, but bring your attention back to the stone. Always bring your attention back to the stone. And then if you can just relax with it and relax, then you start to get that connection. You start to feel that little something. Maybe it's like a little tingling or, you know, maybe the stone suddenly feels warmer or maybe it feels cooler. Something will shift and it could be very subtle, but just stay with it. Don't jump on it. You know, they say that the best way to catch a dog or the worst way to catch a dog is to chase it. One of the best ways is to either ignore it or move away from it. So it's almost like you just sit there and whatever you notice, just let it be in that. It's like, okay, I noticed that. Stay with the stone. After you have done this, you know, I mean, and it may take, a, you know, several times, but each time you do, you're going to notice, one, that your perception of time, the time that you spend with the stone, suddenly you don't realize how much time passes. And you'll also notice that there's a sense of stillness that starts becoming a part of you, that quiet, that just let it, let it go, let it flow past you. And the best part about this is that once you've done it, once you've gotten used to doing this, what will happen is that even if you're not touching the stone, 
if you need to, you can go into that spot. You can find that quiet place and go, oh, okay. So just, you know, allow the process to take whatever form it needs to. Don't try to rush it. Don't try to, you know, make something happen. You know, it, it will. Just relax. Just take it easy. This is something, you know, this is not about reaching for something that's outside of you. This is about awakening something inside of you. Because the earth is inside of you. It's inside of all of us. You know, our bones are the stone. You know, the bacteria and the flora that move through your body. You know, that's earth. That's plants. We have water. We have air. You know, I mean, even with a meteorite, we have the same stuff inside of us, you know, that's inside of stars. We are made of the stuff of stars. So earth magic very much is about finding that place where we already have it, where we already, you know, have it within us. And it's just about awakening and intensifying the connection. With plants, you know, just sitting with a plant, you know, you touch the soil and you can do the same thing as you do with the stone, you know, just make yourself very still, get very quiet and just experience the plant. Just touch a leaf, breathe. And in that moment, just be with that. Now you'll notice there's a difference between the energy of, you know, a plant and the energy of a stone. When we talk about crystals, crystals are an aspect of of the natural world. They are earth magic. Notice the difference between the energy of a crystal and the energy of a stone. Stone is about stillness. A crystal will accelerate things. It will intensify whether it's healing or clarity or meditations, you know, crystals act more like a catalyst for action, for movement. So as you go into these meditations, as you practice these meditations, you know, do it in different places. Maybe you go out next to the ocean, do that same breathing pattern, and then just wait, be still, see what comes to you, you know, See how you connect with plants. Because all of what we're talking about and all of what we're going to be talking about over this month really is about reconnecting to not so much a primal part of yourself, but the part of yourself that always has been connected. You know, maybe, you know, for some reason when you hear a storm, and I mean like one of those lightning thunder, you know, one of those really intense storms, that there's like this this quickening that happens happens inside of you that there's an excitement that there's where you close your eyes and you can almost feel it inside of you that's earth magic when you know you're on you know a mountaintop and you see the snow around you and there's stillness and there's the air and the coolness of it and then you know the earth underneath it the mountain underneath it and you feel that You know, maybe it's being next to the ocean, feeling, you know, the tides going in and out, listening to the sound of, you know, of the water as it moves. And you feel that. 
So this is about the first step in learning earth magic is learning how to feel. It's learning how to listen with more than just your ears. It's learning about listening with your being, all of you. It's about matching frequencies. And, and I'm going to be telling some stories later on, especially about my trip to the Amazon and also into England. Everything has a frequency. We're all energy. Everything is energy. So therefore, everything has a frequency. And learning to match that frequency, learning to find that frequency. I, I wrote a book, you know, on frequencies. And, you know, I would recommend, if you're interested, to read that because it'll give you more of a background on some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about. And it'll also let you know a little bit more about me and, and my story and how I came to be where I am and, you know, and how I came to be the person I am. So the connection that we have, the connection that we create with the natural world is something that is actually second nature to us. We just learn to separate ourselves. So, you know, even if it's just taking a drink of water, and remember, we talked in, in the in January about how even water could be used to clear. The natural world has a capacity to clear us. It has the capacity to help us find our balance point and find that place of just acceptance. You know, and yes, the natural world can also be very, very hard. And things can happen in it that have a horrible effect on on people and and if you have been in that situation i am so sorry i'm sorry that you know something happened that caused you pain and a part of connecting to earth magic part of really incorporating that into yourself is realizing that a tsunami is no more bad than a rainbow is good these are simply events in nature and it's about finding that, that point of acceptance, that point where we realize we are connected to all of it, that we are a part of all of it, you know, from the ground below your feet to the stars above your head. All of that is nature, too. You know, some traditions, you know, they talk about the star nation, you know, and, and the beings of the star nation. So we're connected to all of that. Earth magic is something that allows us to really become a part of that. And through our connection, through that acceptance, through that humility, you know, to come from this, you know, as I said, you know, it's the biggest part is coming at it from a humble, respectful place to take our place in nature, as opposed to, you know, we're, you know, I'm a human, so therefore I'm in charge of nature. No. This is the world we're a part of, and there is a magic to it. And I have felt it. I get to live it. We are living in a cabin up in the woods. And I want you guys to be able to experience that. And I want that for you because I know what that feels like, that connection. And you would really be surprised about the amazing stuff that can happen in your life once you find that connection, what you notice, how nature responds to you and reacts to you. So for this first week, 
just practice. Practice stilling your mind. Meditate. Find yourself a stone because that's the easiest thing to start with. And then, you know, we'll move up. And, and don't start with a crystal because, like I said, you know, this is going to accelerate. It, it, it magnifies. It, you know, it, it acts as a catalyst. A stone brings us to stillness. So practice, go out and find your stone, practice with it. And then next week we're going to be going, you know, going into more specifics on some as different aspects of earth magic. So thank you for joining me. I hope that you're finding this, you know, <clears throat> I hope you're finding it as fun as I'm having sharing it with you. I, it took a lot. And for me to want to, you know, really kind of break into this, but I'm really, really enjoying it. And if you find value in this, if you think that, you know, that it could be helpful to someone, uh, please share the videos. And if you enjoy it, uh, please like the video. Feel free to comment. Like I said, I, I will be, I always check the comments. And whenever an episode premieres, I'm always in the chat room uh, for the first episode. And also subscribe. You know, I'm really working on, you know, wanting to build this community. And so, you know, this is something so we can, we can broaden it. We can have people have deeper connections to have spiritual practices brought to them without, you know, having to, you know, go to a class or anything like this. These are the basics. And then you do it with it what you want. So thank you for joining me. And well, as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.